one day we'll have intro music, but like, not today. Hi, welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. I'm Kalina. And I'm Eleanor. And this is the show where we kind of talk about movies. Yeah, we've actually, I think we have a pretty good streak of talking about movies. Um, which is to say, honestly... we've talked about one in the last two weeks. Yeah, I was thinking, like, we might have to change the tagline, but I know us. We're going to fall back. We're, we're yeah. not going to keep this up. Um, this is another installment, uh, one of two, of our Pride movies. This one was Kalina's mm -hmm. pick. Um, so Kalina's going to tell you about I had it. I a pick. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, the movie I picked is The Half of It, which I watched uh I watched a while ago. I had seen trailers for it, and everyone said it was really good. And it's like a like a surprise Pride movie, I guess. Like it, it's not it's not a, like meant to be or like inherently about the relationship between these two girls, but it does. Mm -hmm. It has lesbians. We did um we did two guys, so I figure we gotta balance the scales a lot. Yeah, away, exactly. Obviously. But what drew me to this movie is when I was younger, and probably still now a little bit, but when I was younger, I always wanted a guy best friend. I thought that was so cool. I just want, I really wanted a friend, I think is the like, <laughs> point. But <laughs> I really wanted a guy best friend. And this movie is kind of about like these two people who never talk. There's one girl and then this guy who's more popular than she is. And they kind of like become friends throughout the course of the movie. She's helping him with something, but they develop a friendship. And the movie is kind of about, more so about that and the dynamics of, you know, figuring yourself out in high school. It's a coming-of-age movie of sorts. And I think I think they did it really well. And I, I, I thought... I debated watching it for a while, but I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I agree. I liked it more than I... So, the only thing I knew before watching it was gay, and um, the Wikipedia page said it was a Cyrano retelling. And that kind of made me a little bit mm -hmm. suspicious, just because... I think I think it's just kind of weak when the main thing, like the main issue in a movie, could have been solved with a single conversation. But yeah. I Usually I think those stress me out. The, yeah, the kind of like secondhand embarrassment, but worse because it's like secondhand dread. Um, anyway, but I think they handled it mostly well. There are a couple points of this movie. Like, my overall take is, it was a good movie, it was really sweet, it made me really emo, because, uh, there were a few kind of similarities with one of my best friends in high school, and still today, because... I had friends in high school. Yeah, I had two, so, uh, <laughs> I win. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that part made me a little emo. I'm not sure I would have liked it as much, kind of without that, um, connection? 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 Uh, <laughs> but I did like it. My my main critique is just that you could tell sometimes they were trying to sound pretentious. And also you could tell there weren't a lot of young people being um, like contacted or being consulted with for the actions oh and God. language. Found but out also, when I that's found kind out of every movie. The main character is. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I can now. I was talking and you were also oh, talking. sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. Um, Eleanor was saying about, you know, there wasn't a lot of young people contacted. And I was saying, when I found out how old the lady, the main character is, the girl who plays the main character, I was, I like spent like 50 years on her Instagram page after that. And she's like not that old, but like she looks 
I think she looks like a high schooler, like a young high schooler, and she's 24, which is not old at all, but... No, I mean, most of them did, did look like high schoolers, which I'll give them credit for. It wasn't, like, glee, but, yeah. I think, I think the two guys, the guy is 25, and then the love interest is also 25. I thought she looked the oldest, but I thought the, mm -hmm. two, the two main characters, the guy and the girl, looked so young. Yeah, they did, which is good. Yes. Uh, they didn't look like adults playing children. Mm -mm. So, this movie set in, where is it set? Squashing? Quahamish. Quahamish, Washington. Um, that's another Which thing. Just so Were we just say. supposed to know it was Washington? Because it took me until about halfway through the movie to, to, to have that light bulb Eleanor, click. I don't know. When we watched um, Big Eden, I'm pretty sure they said they were in Montana, and I still had to go look it up while I was watching the movie where this movie took place. So, like, don't, if it was supposed to be subtle, don't ask me, I don't know. That's, that's, also, the, uh, one of the main, not main, one of the, like, side plots is the main character trying to figure out what college she's going to go to. Um, and they just said the name of one of them, and it's not until the very end that we find out it's in Iowa, which is far away from Washington. And I also a lateral move. <laughs> like, yeah, I would have appreciated a a little like sprinkle of Iowa or like make it the University of Iowa. Like, I just thought she was going to the. She was like, I don't want to go to the big city, but like that's a little. That's like me when people when I when I don't I think it sounds obnoxious when someone's like, "Where do you go to school?" And I'm like, "Oh, I go to school in Ireland." Like, I like I don't say it like that, but I think mm -hmm. that's how it sounds. Yeah. So a couple of times when I first went, I st when people asked, I was um, I came home for the summer, and when people asked, I was like, oh, I just go to Mary Immaculate College, right? But the problem is they follow that up with, where is that? <laughs> or one time I had someone go, oh, yeah, isn't that in Wisconsin? And I was like, sure. well, it, it is in the north. <laughs> it's just, like, just a little bit off. I, <laughs> so uh, the job I'm at now, I usually work there during summers, and so I'll, I'll like, make a comment or something, because I'll recognize somebody, something. Anyway, I'll be like, oh yeah, I, to my coworkers, I'll say, yeah, I work here, um, during the summers, because I don't go to school in Arizona, and they're like, oh, where? And I was like, we don't have to, it's okay, we're, we're fine. Yeah. I tried the out-of-state card, that works sometimes, but yeah, usually they follow up, like, where? Yeah, mm-hmm, and like, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to sound obnoxious, I'm not trying to, but no. if you ask me that question, I sound obnoxious, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to at all. It's, but you anyway, know. Yeah, a little yeah. sprinkle of Iowa would have been helpful. Yeah, because I just thought, she was like, no, I, I want to go to the school that's 10 minutes away, not one that's 30 minutes away, and I was like, girl, shut up, but like, makes a little bit more sense. Big difference, yeah. Um, let's see, so my, okay, so this movie starts out. I know this because I made one note that had context in it. <laughs> um, it starts out with um, the the retelling of the 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 Greek story about how we were we started with like four eyes and basically two humans squished together, and yeah. the whole point of life is to find our other half. Um, my first note was Which I. No go. Oh, <laughs> my no, first no. note was: Do I believe we started as joint beings? No. Do I love Greek mythology? Yes. I agree. I think I think that feeds right into, listen, if you've watched any of our episodes that involve romance at some point in time, I don't think romance is the end-all be-all. I think that's a horrible story. I don't like the message behind it. Again, do I like Greek mythology? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I'll allow that's it. That's a good point. Um, oh boy. 
My next. I'm letting Eleanor lead this episode because um I'm again Eleanor just watched it and I watched it ages ago so I'm excited did, to hear her thoughts. Okay, I did take a few notes. Um, okay, so the next thing I think I took this while they were doing just an intro scene and I read I read a little bit about this. So during the intro scene, there was the the retelling of the Greek story and then there were just kind of snapshots of of the main character's life in the town. And the mm -hmm. director, her name is Alice Wu, um, she talked about how she purposely didn't see or didn't show the main character on screen during that time so that we could get more of a feel for her life and also we get the sense that we kind of don't know her. And then that's mirrored to where the, mm -hmm. like the end scene, it, we, it's basically just her face. like. It, and so it kind of shows the evolution of we started out not knowing who she is and she didn't really know who she is either. And then the end, you know, we get to see her whole being and she knows who she is and we do too, which I thought was really neat. Didn't click until I read it, but what? I did think that was, that was cool. Um, That's nice. Yeah. The, it seemed like I read a little bit, um, I read I read the trivia on the IMDb page because we are very good researchers. It mm -hmm. seemed like the director, um, it seemed like a fairly personal story to her, or at least yeah. that she put a lot of herself in it. And so she did think about a lot of like the little things, and, like she did put a lot of thought into what the characters did and how she showed things on screen, which I appreciate. I think, I think it came through. I think. I don't know how to say this nicely, but you can definitely tell that um, kind of what mirror the things that mirror what she went through. You can tell that she went through them not in the two thousands. Mm -hmm. Like um, the scene, what is it? what whatever they yell. The main character bikes to school, mm -hmm. and there's always there's a truck of students. I guess going to the same mm -hmm. school and they what do they yell at her do you remember I don't remember but kind of on that point I was thinking I agree it does it does feel out of touch but I think because it, there is an emphasis on the fact that she's in a small town like and it's called Squamish like you know and and she, she is I think it's important to mention the main character is Asian so that's also yes. a point of contention in the film um not too bad but like it is it, it is she's a definitely very, different I think an outsider yeah, it adds another dimension to the experience she's having. And I think the... I didn't really notice it was out of touch because it made sense for the setting. Like, it made sense for a you yeah. know, somewhat of an immigrant parent in a small town who didn't have a lot of friends to kind of... And I, I feel like towns like that are isolated based on my limited knowledge. But, like, I do feel like it's kind of... They're more pockets of America where time might not move in the same way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. Now that you say that, I'm, I might take, I might I might take it back because it was it was put out to be a very tiny town, and the most fun thing to do was to go to church. So you know what? There you go. That's Good my, point. My, my my debate skills coming into coming into <laughs> Um. Let's see. My next note was. I have a lot of thoughts about the way high school is portrayed in the media as this huge thing with lifelong ramifications, and my hottest take is that buying into that automatically means you have peaked in high school. <laughs> That's I, yeah, I don't, I don't think high, my high school experience was like how they portray it at all. It was a big thing for me, and I did feel like it was going to be 
the biggest thing I experienced. And then I left for college, and I was like, oh, like, I don't even remember what I felt like in high school anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it was like. I remember I, like, I, I couldn't tell you a single, th- besides playing water polo, honest to God, I couldn't tell you a single thing I did in high school. I don't remember doing homework. I don't remember, like, getting, like, I sat in my car until the bell rang. That was it. I remember, like, bits and pieces. Because some, like, some things happened in high school. Like, I I had a teacher who sometimes he would show up and he just wouldn't talk to us for a whole class period. So, like, that was kind of weird. The thing, like, that, that sort of stuff stands out. And, like, there is something to be said that... I think we talked about this a little bit um, in the Olivia Rodrigo episode where, like, you know, when it's happening, that's kind of the biggest thing to have ever happened to you. So I yeah. get that. But, like... I don't know. They, they didn't. I don't think they portrayed high school as an end all be all. I think I was just being a little bit mean uh, at the start of the movie. But I stand by what I said. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Um, and then in the kind of the first the the establishing scenes. Do, did we like that? It's my little. I'm a film Indian student. Greece. Thank you. <laughs> um we learned that one of her main gigs the the main character i should know her name her name's ellie um ellie. ellie i think that's such a cute name side note i love the name ellie i think it's adorable i went by ellie for about two weeks and then my mom found okay, out found out and she screamed at me <laughs> you're not an ellie you're, you're i'm not ellie. i don't know what i was doing Anyway, we find out that she writes papers for other students, and they pay her for them. And, um, she, the the scene, I I think, I do. But I couldn't do that. Um, my main thing is, why does she print them out for them? Like, ink is expensive, don't, you're already doing all that labor. Just Just email it to them. Share it. Yeah. Call it and then I was like, I was very, because I was like, the teacher's gonna, there's no way she's turning in all these papers and the teacher doesn't know, but the the teacher does know. I was. Yeah, I didn't like that plot line. I had some questions about it because like legally, I think you have to report that. Yeah. But the teacher was like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, the teacher was like, it's fine. I don't want to read their actual thoughts anyway. And it's like, hey, that's, what you get that's your job. For. Maybe you should teach better if there's only one student in your class who can write a good paper. <laughs> like, at that point, she's just really good. <laughs> That's not you. <laughs> not, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, again, rules work differently in uh, small towns, I guess. I, I would imagine so. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, when they were walking, when she was biking to school, not walking, she passed a house and I guess it was the main preacher or priest. I don't really know. And he was just like screaming Jesus-y things. Did you have a street preacher in high school? Because we had a guy who he would stand like right outside of the line. School. Yeah. There's actually, um, there's a documentary on YouTube. I think it's called like Virgin Preacher. That guy, he, um, his main hub is a school in Arizona. <laughs> it's quite fun. He's. I don't know if he's still there, but, like, that's that's us. We had a parking lot across the street, and so, like, there was, like, a little median in the middle of the two lanes of traffic, so sometimes he would just be there standing. So all the guys who passed him would just do the most ridiculous and little things they could think of to piss him off while they walked by, or if they were, like, stuck there in the median. And he, I mean, he was dedicated to the cause. He had a sign. He had, like, a little 
a little backpack and a little speakerphone so you can hear him as soon as you stepped foot outside the school. <laughs> but um, yeah, didn't love it. Power to him. Um, you gotta be committed. You do, you do. And you know, maybe the commitment should, all that energy might be better spent elsewhere, but you know, you, yeah, you found your passion. Anyway, um, there's a scene that this, this was the first thing to really annoy me. Um, so we see her getting at least $60 cause she did three essays at, at least. Yeah. I think there might've been more. I can't count. And then she's on the phone with the electricity company and they're like, we need a payment of $50 by tomorrow. And so that's why Ellie agrees to write a letter for the main guy. So basically Ellie, what's the main guy's name? Paul? Paul? Oh. Yeah. So Ellie is writing a letter for Paul to give to Astrid because Paul likes Astrid. And he's like, I'll give you $50. Can you explain who Astrid is? Also, her oh. name is Aster. But... It's Aster? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, sorry, side note. Worst part of the movie, Aster is the love, main love interest. As Eleanor said, Paul is in love with Aster and wants Ellie to write letters for him because he can't write, write properly. Um, but Aster is dating a boy and his name is Trig. I hope like, it's his last name and just a nickname, but also, yeah, his name is Trig, and it's, um, he's as interesting as his name is. Well, no, 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 his name um, is a lot more interesting than him. Okay, I'm sorry, the character's name is Trig Carson, right? But get this, the actor's name, even better, is Wolfgang. So they just really casted them really well. <laughs> And no, no hate to Wolfgang. It's a cool name. I just... It is. Just A man named Wolfgang is playing a man named Trig. I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> anyway, Paul wants Ellie to write yes. letter, love letters to Aster. Paul. Yeah. Aster is dating the most popular guy in school, and she's really pretty, and I think she's the daughter of the... The preacher. The yeah. preacher. Aster. Not the one who is screaming yeah. outside. The no, different man. Other one? I don't know enough about church to like tell you his job. Um but anyway, so she's kind of popular. She's I guess she's supposed to be the 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 it girl cuz she's dating mm -hmm. the the it, the it boy. But Paul is convinced that he's in love with her and he's like, "Hey Ellie, um I'll give you $50 to write a letter." And she says, "Yes, because she needs the money." But she just got money. And, like, there's no way... That sounded like the power had been going out for three months. So, like, there's no way she didn't know that. So, like, I just... I don't think you should have shown her getting money and then having her do this thing to get... I mean, granted, yeah, sure, More she money. needs money. That's yeah. why she's doing it. But she just got enough money. Have her only do 50... Have her only do two papers. So she only has $40. I took a little bit of a tally. I was like, that's... Wait a second. I know you need a reason. Make... That that just annoyed me a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, so they're talking. Paul and Ellie are talking. And Paul, he's basically like, I am a boy and I am in love with this girl. And I want to say, hello, I think you're hot. I have a truck and I work part time. Let's go out. A, she has a boyfriend. B, I work part-time and I have a truck would have worked on me in high school, unfortunately. <laughs> um, although he was very insistent that he was in love with her. And I was like, calm, calm down, like, Paul. How do you know? Okay. Yeah, I thought he was very confident to uh, to 
like, if she didn't have a boyfriend, I get it. But, like, the boyfriend would have been, from my understanding of boys, I think that would have been a big deterrer. And he was like, nope, don't care. Yeah. She needs to know. And, like, everybody... Was like... And, like, there was no... There were... There was really only, like, one scene... Or actually, it, this this scene wasn't even about her, about Aster, um, like, feeling weird about literally... She went on two dates with this boy while she had a boyfriend. There was no amount of introspection about no that on her end. No to that at all. Yeah. And, like, also, I don't think she and her boyfriend, Trig, ever, like, spoke to each... I think he said one word to her the he whole movie. to her. I don't think <laughs> <the> conversation. No. <laughs> And just, I have a lot of, like, how did they get together? Like, did did their parents just meet up and say they're gonna date now? I think like, that was part of it, because I know, like, I think there's a scene where they're having dinner. Like, she's having dinner with her father, and her father's like, oh, Trigg's such a nice boy. And I think Trigg's family is wealthy. Yeah. And, like, they're the big family in the town, so I think her father was like... Also, and they were, like, another thing is Aster is... Hispanic? Yeah, she's Mexican. I don't know if that's the correct one. Yes, okay, Hispanic. Yeah. I looked it up. She's um, Mexican. And that's, um, that's like a minor kind of thing running through that you find out when she talks to her father about the father, the preacher, but he's talking about like how Trig is such a good match and they should get married. So I do think part of it is just kind of like they were the it people. Mm -hmm. And then her father, I think is putting pressure on her on top of that. There was a scene, um, Ellie and Aster were in the bathroom, like washing their hands and there were girls in the stalls talking. And one of the girls said was said something about how trig owns half the town but aster's family doesn't even own her house so like yeah i guess it it, it would make sense because her dad's like oh this boy's rich so getting married would be good for the family mm. also they talk a lot about the girls in the stall who i guess are supposed to be part of the popular crowd because they're just catty and mean which I don't know if that, like, actually exists. Anyway, they talk a lot about shopping at the Gap. Does anybody actually shop at the Gap? I hope not. I've, like, been to the Gap, but, like, I wouldn't, like, plan my day around shopping at the Gap. No. Yeah, they were talking about, like, the good Gap and, like, Target exists. They were talking about going to a big town. Surely there's at least a Target. Anyway, I, I had, like, three notes about movie. that. <laughs> um... So basically, um, Ellie is writing letters for Paul to give to Aster. And during this time, Ellie, so Ellie is like reading the letters that Aster writes back. And eventually they transition to um, a messenger service, which I think was supposed to be like Snapchat, but it was more secure. And so Aster and Ellie are talking, but Ellie's talking like, like she's Paul. Okay, but then Ellie starts to fall for Aster. See the little... But Aster thinks it's Paul the whole time and starts to fall for Paul. So, you know, you see... Getting, getting crazy up in here. Some shenanigans. It is a triangle. See? Um, I don't remember I where I was going. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, my first note about the whole letter situation was this girl knows what's going on right surely she knows a man wouldn't write as well i'm like no offense know, to men i'm sure like really, 
they were talking about like artists and authors and stuff and like no offense to men in particular like in general but like paul specifically just based on the caliber of boy we saw at that school yeah he was a very was a boy's nice boy. boy he was like the, yeah. the 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 football dude and like not that you can't like reading and football at the same time but he didn't but. give off the impression that he did <laughs> And then yeah. they have this date that was Thank just, you. so first of all, Paul sends her a text and it's like half emojis. It's like, you want to get fries later? Which again, would work on me. I think Paul should hit me up. Um, <laughs> um, and then he's like, sorry, my little sister stole my phone. And then Astra's still like, oh, okay. Do you want to get fries? Which, like, girl, ha have some self... Like, if you're gonna cheat on your boyfriend, don't cheat with somebody <laughs> who lies about his sister sending you a text that's half emojis. You know? like. And then also, like, does that mean that his sister knows that she... It's a very small town. I don't know... <laughs> not... Okay. Anyway. Logistically, they... the movie had some plot holes, it, okay? It really did. But, but... um... Young love, who are we to get in the way and question it? Exactly. He's in love with her. Um, They have this date and they like, don't say any words to each other. Ellie like spends the whole time prepping Paul. And she's like, okay, if she brings this up, then you say this and yada yada. They just like show up and look at each other for 30 minutes. And then somehow they have a second date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly, yeah, as cute as he was and as nice as he was over text, would not have, I would not have gone back. I probably would have left and been like, sorry, I gotta go home. So my mom called. I gotta, I gotta leave. Yeah. I will say something that made me laugh. They were talking about a book. And Ellie, one of the things Ellie told Paul, it was like, if she brings up this book, say something about how you wish the movie would have focused on the plot line of the Nazis more, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And during the date, Paul goes, yeah, I love Nazis. Oh, I made me think of Eleanor. <laughs> yeah, that, unfortunately, that is something I have said. Um, Eleanor doesn't love Nazis. No. She has said in casual conversation more than once in public, I just love the Holocaust. Which coming, which, which is like, what I mean is, as a history student and an academic, I am very interested in the uh, kind of the the values of society that led into people kind of being okay with the Holocaust and how we can prevent anything like that from happening again. But that's a very long sentence, and um, sometimes I just cut out the middleman. And it, I shouldn't. Yeah. Lil sketchy. So anyway, Eleanor and I, um, Eleanor's not allowed to speak in public sometimes. No. That's the rule. Mm -mm. Um, also, they, Ellie and Paul have this conversation about why they're staying, or why they stay in Squahomish? Squahomish? Squahamish? Hamish. They have a conversation about why they stay. And it's, like, very present tense. It's not a conversation about why they're, like, planning on staying in the future. It is why they are staying right now. And the answer is, mm -hmm. this isn't the answer in the movie, but the answer in real life is because they're 17 and they have to be there. <laughs> they don't have a choice. They, they stay because they have class at 7 in the morning. And <laughs> legally, they have to show up. Um, but 
Anyway. Eleanor's thoughts are always <laughs> <Very> fun. <laughs> um, they, I have a note that says, oh, Ellie's mom is dead because, I don't know, I guess they needed to make her more sad. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, Ellie's know, but mom is her. dead. I do. I love her dad. Um, the only, the only thing that confused, her dad mostly speaks Mandarin and there's mm -hmm. this really touching scene where Ellie's talking to Paul and she says, um, her dad, um, runs a train station and he has a PhD in engineering from a university in China. And she talks about how, um, Skohomish was supposed to be like a first stop. And then they mm -hmm. were supposed to go on to like bigger and better things because he has a PhD and he's like very qualified. And I think she said something it's like um, being able to speak good English means more than a PhD. I, I think it was something yeah. that effect. And I, I really appreciate or I, I appreciate whatever. I liked it. I thought it was very touching and I thought it was uh, true. Um, it made me a little emo. It did. And I think... Um, I, don't know, I thought that was a good obviously I don't this is gonna shock you I don't know what it's like to be an immigrant um <laughs> I mean technically you do <laughs> yeah not in the same context no. at all no and like we won't compare the experiences no. I get your point but like technically. yeah I I thought it was I don't know I like it made it it made it a little bit and more like, I guess digestible than just watching like a news headline that's like you know fifty people fired from their job or whatever. Like it, it made it, it made it a lot more personal. I think. Yeah, and it, I think it was much more. I think how you were saying earlier, like she doesn't really know who she is. You're trying to get a sense of her life. I think that made it both more general and more specific because like. I think if they did something like a bunch of people fired from the job and her dad's one of them, I think that makes it very specific to the story. Whereas if it's something that like, you know, an immigration thing and the whole English first and PhD thing, I think it makes it more general to like themes of the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, I thought that was a nice conversation. Um, her dad watches a lot of movies in different languages though, which I think is the funny. He doesn't speak them. He was like watching a movie in French. Mm -hmm. And he and Ellie, that's what that's their that's their bonding time is they sit down in front of the TV and watch French movies together. I think one time he was watching Casablanca. I think he watched Yeah, he watched some French ones, a few um like Bollywood movies, and then a couple in English. Oh, speaking of family struggles then, so Paul's whole thing is Paul comes from like a really large family, there's a lot of kids, and his folks own a sausage making restaurant company. Not sure, but um, Paul's thing is he has like really big ideas for how to improve the sausage, <laughs> the sausage recipe or style or method. I'm not sure. He has basically he has some notes and he'd like to he'd like to be innovative, but his family won't let him because they're like, nope, this is what works. So they kind of bond over that. And he mm -hmm. tells Ellie about how he like writes to different food critics about his sausage creations, is what the Wikipedia page says. Um, and that also comes into play later, but I don't think we've gotten there yet. No, I don't think so. But yeah, I actually, I also read um, one of the little quotes from the author. Maybe it was from the author, author director. Maybe it, I, it, I don't know if it was from a review or from like actually the director, but one of her, uh, Paul, his main, his first main 
sausage creation is called taco sausage. And the thing I was reading uh, said that that was like done because it's a hint at Astor's heritage and then also his heritage. Um, I guess his heritage is, is sausage. Um, and she's Mexican, so taco sausage. And I thought that was a cute little detail. Um, I hate that detail. It's it's kind of cute. Yeah, but you just said his heritage is sausage. So. Well, I like... Is he German, maybe? No, he can't be German and say that he likes Nazis. I hope he's not German. <laughs> Again, um, another <laughs> plot hole we would like filled. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, homeboy likes sausage. Um, anyway, they have a second date. And Still during... So during the second day, it's Paul and Aster in the restaurant. And then Ellie's sitting in Paul's truck outside. I... I don't know if she can hear the conversation or what, because it kind of seems like she can, but also it kind of seems like she can't. Um, Ellie starts texting Aster as Paul to, like, make up for the fact mm -hmm. that he's just standing, sitting there staring at her. Um, and I just, I just feel like I would notice if... A boy was sitting across from me not texting me while I received texts from him. Like, love is she blind, but it's not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I had a lot of questions about the logistics of that. Like, that would stress me out, like, if I had to do it. Uh, especially texting, like, I know they were in a small town, but, like, figure out some, like, earpiece, Bluetooth, headphone sort of shebang and make that work. Because, like, also, like, if Aster looked out the window, I'm pretty sure she would have just seen Ellie sitting in Paul's truck. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, if I was on a date with a guy, right, and then we leave the date, right, assuming all goes well, we finish the date, we leave the date, and then I he goes to his truck and there's a girl sitting in his truck, I have a lot of questions. I would have so many questions. And like, But also, she agreed to a second date after the first one, so I'm not... I'm not um, yeah, so she's just a little questionable. <laughs> Um, and then, let's see, what's next? Is the talent show next? No, no, no. Then they uh, hang out. The then the party. The party? I thought it was talent show and then party. Listen, I, listen I'm on the Wikipedia page. I don't see talent show. I see party. I thought she only got invited. I think she got invited to the party because it was a talent. Anyway, the, the whole thing for the talent show is um, it's a talent show, but it's mandatory for seniors. So just call it a senior showcase didn't make that didn't get, make any sense at all if it's mandatory just change the name um and trig does like a kind of a springsteen -y big production it, very the man is on screen maybe twice <laughs> three times three times actually the entire time <laughs> um <laughs> once he is i get doing something called mudding which is where you put your truck in mud and then you yeah, make they did the that in Florida. Oh, I actually knew what that was. Like on purpose? Uh, apparently, I've never been. I just know people who have been. I would not go if I was invited. It it didn't seem fun. 
But I he, get, like, if you need things to do, but I live in Florida, so I don't really think they were, like, short on things to do, so I don't know why that was an activity they picked up. And, like, I think it's important to point out that you live, like, near Miami. You don't live in, like, Alabama, yeah, I live Florida. in South Florida. Yeah, there's, like, there's definitely stuff happening. I don't do the stuff, but, like, I know stuff <laughs> happening. Like, there are so. things to do before sitting in a truck making mud go, woo! Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, Ellie... Uh, at the showcase, at the, the senior showcase, the talent show, whatever, she goes to do a piano thing, and what happens is she's pressing keys on the piano, and some of them are, I think the, like, the subtitle said, like, broken, like, sound of a broken string or something, so something's funky inside the piano, and then people in the crowd laugh, which, like, kind of seems like they, they think- cut the strings, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think some of the boys, the boys that drive by her and call her names, I think they cut the string before she went on. It's just, like, unnecessary. Just, like, just an extra level. Like, I get, like, I don't get, but, like, normal high school bullying, but I think that's just very targeted. Yeah, like, calling calling you names is one thing. There's no effort. I'm driving by, you're there. Yeah. But, like, that... Not that bullying's okay. And there was also, no like, not. really... I guess we're supposed to assume it's because she's the only Asian person in the whole town but yeah i i don't know if it like that was what i liked about the movie but also confused me i don't know if she's isolated because she's the only asian person or if it's like or if it's just they're not she's not isolated because she's asian but her asianness does doesn't make help her feel isolated yeah like her her not i guess her not whiteness makes her not versus her asianness specifically you know what yeah I, mean? I think it's the not whiteness aspect but then like also i kind of got the sense mostly because I was a little bit like this in high school, unfortunately. Like, she thought she was smarter than everyone, so that she and so she didn't want to interact with anyone. Like, I, I kind I of got the air. I think that was a secondary part. Like, I was thinking, if she grew up in that town also, like, if her father couldn't speak English and couldn't really relate to other people in town, it's not like four-year-old Ellie was going around doing all the socializing for her family you know what i mean so like i think her father yeah. couldn't interact so by the time she grew up they didn't have any sort of community for her to grow up with or into but i do think that yeah, was part of it. i think fair. by the time she got old and i think it's probably like a protection sort of thing but when you're mm-hmm. isolated already it's a lot easier to go oh i'm i have this over these people that's yeah why that, I keep, that's I, a good that's point why i separate myself versus i'm being separated that, that's a good point Thank but you. like <laughs> Um, and then I get, Paul, like, passes her a guitar, and she sings a song on the guitar, and then everybody loves her, which was kind of the main thing that I was like, oh, the person who wrote this hasn't been a teenager in forever. Um, mm-hmm. but everyone thinks she's talented and cool now, and she gets invited to a party, and then she gets drunk at the party. Uh, the same, what does she say? She is... Paul comes up to Ellie at the party and Ellie says, she's like, obviously had a few. She said something like, just so you know, I know there, I have been drinking spirits. I have been monitoring the situation. And Paul goes, how many drinks have you monitored? <laughs> Which is just really funny. It kind of reminded me of something you I would do. Yeah, I, I did think that sounded like me. I thought Paul, like Paul takes her home after this and I thought that was cute. It was like he... I like how the tables turned and, mm-hmm. like, she was in his world and he had to take care of her. I thought that was nice. I, I did. I thought that was really cute. Um, I didn't realize that he brought her to his house, but 
she did mm -hmm. and she woke up to a little note that said drink these and it was some Tylenol and a glass of water and I was like that's so cute they're friends yeah um but then Aster comes over and sees Paul in her room which did Ellie no he brought her home right so he yeah. sees Ellie in her yeah, yeah. room again quest I have questions also Esther has a boyfriend she knows that right I know that's a point we keep coming back to, but she knows that, right? She has to know that. <laughs> I feel like it's not something you forget, especially if her dad loves him enough. But, well, but yeah. Her boyfriend didn't seem to notice any of this, so, like, I can't blame her. He didn't seem to notice anything. He was anything. he was, he was, was not really a character. Yeah. He was just kind of there. Um, but anyway, Aster sees Ellie in Paul's room. Basically, Aster sees a random girl in her second boyfriend's room it's like that's weird um <laughs> but then still like hangs out with her the next day they go to a little I think hot spring had a moment earlier too like i think i think part of the appeal was aster was one of the few people i think aster was like portrayed as someone who cared about people like genuinely yeah and aster did know who ellie was they like run it ran into each other in the hallway earlier in the movie and like knocked her stuff down and ellie was like oh i'm ellie and aster i think was like yeah i know oh yeah that's true ellie's like yeah you've been playing piano something. for my dad for forever um yeah. she oh, yeah, says plays piano at the church. um you're his favorite heathen which okay all right that's yeah, i think it's because ellie won't that. get baptized but no one else can play yeah. the piano so he was like he, he like have to put up he's like it. fine um let's see and then oh wait 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 sorry i oh. just wanted to mention this guy i thought this was cute when um paul takes ellie home he sees a bunch of letters in her bag and ellie had been writing letters to food critics for paul um, to get them to like try his taco sausage and i thought that was like it, it was really like, cute. i think that i think that was the first indication that like they they genuinely cared about each other beyond just you Business know transaction. oh you're helping me write letters yeah yeah um let's see and then yeah aster and ellie hang out and like nothing nothing really happens aster's like i don't want to marry this guy and ellie's like okay i have a dead mom and then they move on like that's kind of the whole thing hey they go into uh um they, they go talk about a, a they go swimming they do they they're laying in like that part. some water yeah it's i don't know that that felt that. a little bit out of place for me but whatever yeah. i would do that it's time it seemed but a little also, fun not to shock anyone i don't have, i didn't have a lot of close to female friends probably until eleanor genuinely and uh, eleanor and i don't think either fall don't fall into like typical girlfriends you know what i mean um and now i have now i'm like i'm meeting like girls who are probably more traditional girlfriends I, I hope you're staying with me it's hard for me to explain and um i think girls are just like that i think girls have a tendency to kind of go all in off the bat i think um I yeah think that's, that's a very fair thing about girls but like i i do think i don't know they can pick up one thing about you and if they feel they have a connection with you they just kind of they're all in off the bat you know what i mean Which I like. yeah that's a good point Guys, like, not a chance, okay? I just, like... Anyway, girls are nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, while Ellie and Aster are uh, having their little hot tub confessional, uh, Paul is at Ellie's house bonding with her dad over sausages, and they have I love a talk. Them. 
I love that. What her dad said it's a bad something. Talk yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, her, um, it's a bad talk because her dad doesn't speak English and Paul doesn't yeah, speak um, Mandarin. That, I was very confused. So Ellie's dad talks to Paul in Mandarin and there's no indication that Paul doesn't know what the hell he's saying. <laughs> like Paul doesn't know what the hell he's saying. He, his face, like he's ha like Ellie's dad is saying some very beautiful things about love and Paul looks like he's understanding, but like I think they're working on the taco sausage also. I think they're, like, putting together taco sausages in this scenario. You just, you just feel it, you know? That's true. I, her dad says something that's, like, you have, like, when you really love someone, you, you can't focus on just keeping them where they are. Something about that. Because he, like, I don't know. It's something along those lines. And it was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. And then Paul and Aster kiss, and Ellie sees it. And then Paul Paul tries to kiss Ellie. Like, not right after. There's, like, a day in between. Don't worry. And then Aster sees that. And then mm -hmm. that makes Paul realize that Ellie is in love with Aster. And then Paul... It's yeah, it was it was kind of weird because I do, do not have enough faith in Paul that he would see that one thing and be like, oh, my God, they're in love. Um, Homeboy didn't have a lot of introspection and like there it one was it was only thing, like three weeks. He couldn't have learned that. No, but one cute thing was um, there was like I think this happens into all the boys I loved before, too, which I watched the first one. And then um, I watched the second one, but mostly I just watched it because um, Jordan Fisher was there. So like, don't ask me what happened. <laughs> But anyway, in the there's like some little shop. I think she gets soda. You know those sodas you think you pop. I think it's the one you pop the marble in at the top. I think it was those, and he like went. I think basically there. Anyway, long story short, there was some soda. I could be wrong about what it is, but there was some soda she really liked, and she had found some in the vending machine. It was at a football game. This is where Paul tries to kiss her. She found some at the vending machine. Her arms like full of them, or maybe it was yogurt. It was some. Her arm was full of them. And I think he, um, I think that'd come back later. Like he went to find them for her, but I could be getting that mixed up with twelve the boys I loved before. I think. Um, so what it is is Paul was drinking. I think it's like a traditionally Asian or Chinese soda because when they first yeah talk about it, Paul is like, "Oh yeah, the coach has them in the vending machine because they help with something." Yeah. And Ellie says something about how the nearest Asian grocer is like thirty or like three hours away on bike or something. So like he knows that she likes them. And then when he first walks into, like, before he kisses Ellie, she has, like, six or seven just kind of cradled in her arms. Yeah, she was just, like, buying out the vending machine. Okay, anyway, I thought that was, I thought, like, it is like that when you miss something. You're like, okay, let me stack these up while I can. I park a pocket to be full of stuff, man. It was, uh, Paul was like, oh, you didn't have to get me one. And Ellie's face was like, I didn't. She was like, <laughs> oh, you can have one. Um, anyway, what were we saying? Oh, yeah. So, Paul realizes Ellie is gay magically, um, and he says, he says, he says, oh, that's a sin, you're going to hell, but he doesn't say it, like, meanly, he says it, I don't know, he says it, like, in it's a way a that just, reaction. he's, it may, it, I don't know, it makes him look kind of sad, because he's like, oh, I don't want yeah, my friend to go to hell. Like he's, because of his religious upbringing, it says here, so, like, I do think it was just kind of, like, that's what he 
anything yeah. he heard in, in relation to being gay was probably that so i think it was just like a yeah he oh, just like and that was parody um and also there was like yeah yeah and there was like no reaction from ellie from it so like it wasn't bad. anyway anyway um so nobody in the circles talking to each other in the, in the triangle nobody in the triangles talking to each other anymore because Aster thinks Paul is cheating on her with Ellie, even though she has no legs to stand she, on. She and Ellie was like never really talking to <laughs> Aster. And then Ellie and Paul aren't talking. Just Paul tried to kiss Ellie. There's a scene where Paul is at home in his sausage house and he types on to the Google. He's Google's like, how do you know you're a gay or something like that? No straight person has ever Googled that. I'm saying it now. Paul is at least bisexual. I don't care if you walk in on two guys doing it and that's the first thing you've ever seen like in in your life you don't then go google am i gay no straight person googles am i gay confused. his little he never met a gay person before his little mind was confused mm -mm. nope no no mm -mm. have you ever googled am i gay no okay you know who has you make a, you make a good point <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, and then Paul's mom sees it, which is just kind of funny. Um, no. That stressed me out. I remember that was stressing me out. Her his yeah. mom just in general stressed I me was, out, but. Yeah. So now the church scene. I think, yes. I think, you have anything to say before we get to the church scene? Because I think we've kind of. Um, before the church scene, according to the Wikipedia page, they have a little, um, Paul goes to drop off um, sausage to Ellie's father. And they have another little conversation and Ellie's father says, ask Paul if he's ever loved someone so much that he didn't want anything to change about them. And I think that was a really good line and a very good um, yeah that um, Paul realized. I think I think that's what I was thinking of. I think I got it a little mixed up. But yeah, that, that was cute. And Paul was like, oh my god, I have. That's not real love. I'm blonde. <laughs> I really liked Paul. I just feel like the movie made him seem a little bit more deep and introspective than Sausage Boy, like, had the capacity for. Like, that's no oh, hate also, to him, but, like, boy was a little simple, and that's okay. I think he might have learned from, from Ellie and her father, because I was also thinking there's another scene that I really love where they're eating dinner together, and, like, so Paul joins her, Ellie and her father, and they're watching, again, they're watching, like, some French film, and Ellie, and, uh, Ellie, um, Paul and Ellie's dad are having, like, the time of their lives, and Ellie looks just very confused as to how she got into the situation. He's cute. Yeah, I, I think Paul and Ellie's dad have the best relationship in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, the most developed, it made the most sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was with it. I really was. They're gonna be best friends. Um, <laughs> they're at church. And church. church is a big thing in this community. Everybody in town, except for Ellie's dad, is at church. Um, and the there's a lot of talk about love in this movie, which I I'll, I'm gonna get to. It's part of it's it's in my last little notes, my little recap. Um, anyway, at church, uh, homeboy, I guess, uh, Aster's dad is talking about love, and then Trig gets up and he's like, I want to talk about love. And then, um, the end, before he even got up, when they, when the church scene started, I wrote, if homeboy proposes, I'm quitting. And then guess what happened? Homeboy proposed. 
um, any man named Trig standing up and saying, I want to talk about love is bad and you should leave. I don't care yeah. what the context is, who he is in relation to you, you leave. Yeah. No offense to anyone named Trig. It's a fun name. I just have uh, just a lot of questions about like what it the other options It doesn't inspire trust. Were. Yeah. Like what were your what were your parents' other options that calc. they settled on? Trig. You know what I mean? Calc. It was Trig or Calc at that point. And they're like, well, one's third period, one's first period. I don't want to do math that early in the morning. Let's go with Trig. Anyway, he proposes. Anyway, he proposes, and. Um, in front of the whole town. The front of the whole town. Everybody but Ellie's dad. Um, and Ellie stands up and she's like, no. And then Paul stands up and he's like, no. And then Astor's like, oh my god, it was Ellie the whole boyfriend. time. <laughs> yeah, which nobody, I, people should have been like it's a little bit of, that should have been town. mentioned. Well, I think they actually went on a date out of town on purpose. I was going to say, if it's a small town, if someone saw the two of them on a date, that information definitely would have gotten back to Trig. But Paul and Ellie do stand up. They're like, no. And then Paul, like, discusses what love is. Because Trig's like, I'll tell you what love is, blah, 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 blah. Do you marry me? So Paul's like, I'll tell you what love is. And then he quotes something that Ellie said to Aster before when she was pretending to be Paul. And mm-hmm. that's when Aster puts two and two together, which... I don't know how that worked out. I'm maybe I'm just not smart. I never would have figured that out probably. Um, and then Aster slaps Paul and then leaves, which I think was a valid response. But like, also you were cheating on your boyfriend. So I know you didn't like him, but you were cheating on your boyfriend. Yeah, and um, also if Aster hadn't figured out that it was Ellie at that point, I don't think Paul saying one line would have made that all click. She seemed um, like. If Ellie said it, I thought thing would have made sense. But because he said it, I would have been like, oh, he just is quoting himself, which is weird. Yeah. But, like, but like, you know, at least he sticks to his sticks to his guns. He, he knows what he's mean. He knows what he's saying. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, I thought the church scene was very unrealistic, but also I really liked it. I thought it was hilarious. I think it's very funny when people fight in church. Um, but, like, yeah, don't do that (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) um also i don't really know why she slapped paul because he was he was lying to her obviously i guess so but i feel like she would have been more upset at ellie but i guess you can't slap a girl it's a small town i feel like they would have found a closer that's true she i think she was upstairs i think Maybe yeah, she I think she was like, whoever I reach first, that's what's getting it. Um, so a good model. That's true. Um, so yeah, so that happens. And then Ellie, the next day or like the next week, the next month, don't know. Um, Ellie sees Aster coming out of a restaurant and Ellie's like, hey, what's up? And Aster's like, I don't really want to talk to you. Well, she like talks to her and then after she talks to her, she's like, but I don't want to talk to you. And it's like, Say that before you have a conversation. Yes. Don't so. put those people in front of your whole town. Yes. And also, if you don't want to have a conversation with someone. Yeah. Yeah. If no, you don't no, want to no, have no. a conversation with someone, say that before you have the whole conversation. Um, and then Ellie kisses Aster and just, like, runs away. And there's no other mention of that ever. 
But it is played like a good thing, and I I liked the end of the movie. I didn't think it made sense in the timeline. I think if they gave it more time, maybe throw another conversation in there, yeah, that would have made sense. But yeah, but at the very end, um, Ellie decides she's Sorry, going to school dog. in Iowa, and she and Paul have a really nice goodbye. And there's this basically it's a little callback to before. What's the cutest part of the whole movie? Please let me tell you what the cutest part of the whole movie is, okay? So in Bollywood movies, they ride trains a lot. And the guy is always, once he realizes he loves the girl, he runs after the train. And there's a scene where Paul and her dad and Ellie are watching a Bollywood movie together. And, and Ellie's like, don't run after the train, idiot. Which is sounds like something I'd say. So we're friends, right? We could be friends. Um, and she's like, it's so stupid when they run after the train. And Paul's something like, he's like, no, I think it's sweet, right? And she's like, no. He's like, oh, it means he loves her. And, pa and Ellie says, no, it means he's a moron. And then Ellie gets on the train to go to school. And then you hear Paul shouting for her. And, pa and Paul runs after the train. And she says the same thing she said in that scene. She goes, don't run after the train. And, he, and he's like, and he's not like, first of all, he's keeping up with the train really well. I think some something about Paul is he runs really fast. That's yeah, like he's, a, he's whoever runs in football. I think all of them run technically at Lenore. Yeah, but he's like the main runner in football. <laughs> but basically he, he does that just because they had that talk. So he runs down the train, he waves at her, and he says goodbye. And she's crying, but she's calling him a moron. And then I was really sad for a while after that. Yeah, no, that part did make me cry a little bit. That was really cute. It was. It was. And like, and I, like, I like a good callback. I like subtle things mm -hmm. like that where you can't tell they're going to be important later. Um... But yeah, it's a really cute movie. Sometimes it's a little pretentious, but the train part was really cute. And I like the that nobody ended up with anyone. Best parts of the movie. Um, real quick, I had a little line. There's a lot of talk about yes. what love is, and I think it's Paul. He harps a lot about how love is the effort that you put in. I don't like that because mm -hmm. I think effort is a component of, lo of love. But let's see, what did I say? Um, I had I had a hand at being as pretentious as uh, some of the dialogue was. So strap in. Uh, I said, love without effort will go nowhere, but effort without a foundation of love is wasted work. So there you go. Thank you. Apparently, romance movies make Eleanor and I sound pretentious. I think I had a, I had a, like a really bad quote on Big Eden. But I'm reading here, it says, um, it's talking about the actress who played Ellie in an interview saying it was like, it's, most people think a love story is boy meets girl or, you know, boy meets boy or girl meets girl. But she said this is a self-love story because the characters don't end up with each other, which I think is mm -hmm. a good, like, I figured that's what they were implying with Aster and Ellie, but I guess not. So I do like that. They didn't end up with each other, but at the end they end up with something, which is, I guess, a better sense of yeah. themselves or understanding of each other. And they do come, I do think they end up with each other in a different sense like paul and ellie have each other yeah paul and, and ellie end up together but as, as best and I, I i do like the emphasis on love doesn't have to be romantic love for it to be very valuable for it to mm -hmm. matter yeah which is i think one of the things clean and i are a I little bit annoying about but we, yeah. yeah i don't i don't think romantic love is the end all be all but i do believe in soulmates and i do think i have found mine but i'm not going to say it's cleaner because That'd be embarrassing to have on the internet. And, uh, okay. final thoughts. Um, I think you should, I think people should watch this movie. I think it's very cute. And I think, um, it's, 
again, I don't believe in love stories, but the gay or not gay, but I think it tells a very good story, but it focuses on, I like the elements it focuses on. It tells a traditional story, but it, take, it takes it from a different point of view. So I think it's a good movie to watch and it's very easy to watch and it is, it is funny. It's, it's not like a, a straight drama or very heavy stuff to watch. Yeah, it has some funny moments. It's good. Um, I think I gave all my thoughts three times over. Happy Pride. <laughs> yeah i think this will more confidence in that this will probably come out the last day or the second to last day of pride so we did two episodes which more than i think we thought we were gonna do we planned to do something related to current like actively ongoing things so i think that's just a round of applause for eleanor and kalina yeah we truly. are carrying the month of june obviously <laughs> exactly uh but thank you this has been eleanor i have been kalina and we have been don't quote me on that <laughs> one day we'll have outro music but like not today <laughs>